What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt podcast. It is the second day of the NFL draft. It is going on as we speak. So today, Sean and I broke down the Jets and the Giants pick along with the rest of the first round, went around with some of the storylines there. After that, we talked about one of my favorite documentaries of all time, Uh, The beginning of the Jordan documentary, there is eight episodes left, so we talked about that. We will have Frenchie on this Sunday to give out his full draft grades. Follow us on Twitter at SorrySports, on Instagram, Sorry underscore sports. Check out the website, SorrySports.com. I ran all of Frenchie's articles pre-first round. If you are following along with the draft and want to see some of these prospects and in the later rounds, check out his, uh, his French 5 as well as his under-the-radar picks. If you have anything to say, shoot us an email, SorrySports at Yahoo.com. Enjoy the music and enjoy the pod. Like a tribe does Before this Did you really know What I was Comprehend to the track Force why Cause getting mentions On the tip of the vibe was Rock and roll to the beat Of the funk fuzz Wipe your feet What's up really everybody Welcome back to the Sorry to Interrupt Podcast We're here the on bug. A Friday Where really round two and three Of the NFL draft Are currently being held like Tom It felt cool to watch A live sporting event Last night Even if it wasn't a game How are you bud? Good man. Yeah, some cringe-worthy moments. Not the best broadcast I've ever seen, but hey, you take what you can off? get. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we'll get into that in a little bit. But first of all, as we've been doing, why don't you start us off? Tell us about the song for the day. Give us a little background on it. Yeah, so it's Can I Kick It by a Tribe Called Quest. Um, this song came out, I believe, in 1989. A lot of people know it came out as a single. Um, Tribe Called Quest legendary group from queens billion hits they're still doing their thing right now um fife dog and a couple other guys i'm sure you've heard of them oh dude absolutely they're they're some of the originals and fucking great tracks um that's the way when you're looking when you're researching hip-hop and you're really trying to get into hip-hop i mean you start with a tribe called quest i think Yep, absolutely, and uh, this song made it into number 90 of the top 100 songs by NME, I don't know what the hell, Music Express Magazine, top 100 songs of the 90s, so um, Tribe Called Quest started in 1985, they've had some hiatuses and breakups, but they are still doing it to this day, Um, I mean, everybody knows Fife Dog and Q-Tip, so, I mean, great group. Another another group that you should definitely listen to in your quarantining. Um, Hip hop started in New York, and these were one of the uh, one of the inaugural. Uh, it started a little earlier than this with Run DMC and a few others, but they were one of the first big ones. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you know, East Coast rap, you know, New York City origins. Um, you can go down the rabbit hole too. I mean, go down a tribe called Quest and kind of just everything that. Spotify is going to take you from there. So uh, a lot of good listening on tap if you start with this one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you just look up this song, the playlist that comes with it is going to be killer. I can promise you that on Spotify. So just go for All that right, one. People. Go on Listen from up. there. I love it. I love it. All right, buddy. So let's get into this. So the first thing is, you know, you mentioned there were some cringeworthy moments. and I think there were. Uh, there's no doubt about it. But I think overall... ESPN, NFL Network, even Goodell. I mean, they took an almost impossible situation and I thought made it really damn good. I mean, yeah, given the circumstances, I I thought that they did a great job. Yeah, I get the cheesiness of Goodell trying to get the fans on, you know, the telecommunications and all that and rile them up. But, you know, there were supposed to be 65,000 people. Uh, in Las Vegas for this. And now you're everybody's confined to their basements and living rooms. And I thought overall for pomp and circumstance and whatnot, 
I thought ESPN handled it freaking beautifully. I think Wingo was a great host for it. And just given the circumstances, like you said, I think they really pulled this thing off. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, the show must go on when it comes with the NFL, and they did as good of a job as they could. That's all I could say. Yeah. I mean, and if anybody thought this was going to be flawless, that's on you. Like, that's my, you know, that's kind of on me. Like, if you're, if you're going to look to find faults with the broadcast or some of the glitches or even some of the, you know, slip-ups Goodell had, like, you're just looking for things to complain about. Like, yeah. be quiet, enjoy it, get understand what the situation is, and move on out. So, with that being said, Tom, the New York Giants drafted fourth, and they drafted offensive tackle. Andrew Thomas out of University of Georgia. What were your takeaways from when the Giants drafted him before I go into it? I was surprised. Um, I thought if they didn't trade back, that they were going to take the linebacker, Simmons. Who I think is pure linebacker. I think he's the second best linebacker in this draft, but pure talent. From a middle-of-the-field defensively standpoint, he's the best backer in this draft. I think the one that the Chargers took is a little bit better of a pure linebacker. But looking at the Giants' pick, I was a little surprised. He's a big guy. He's going to do a good job in the run protection as well as the pass protection against, um, I mean, for Daniel Jones. Um, Do you think he was the best offensive lineman in the league? I mean, in this draft? No, I don't. I think he was the safest, though. I think he was the safest in I think, I think his, he's a finished product or the closest thing to it. Yeah, man. I mean, so when Frenchie was given his list, he had he had Andrew Thomas third on his list behind Tristan Wirfs out of Iowa, who ended up going 13th. And then he uh, had Jedrick Wills out of Alabama, who went 10th. So when this pick was made, I was starting to read Bleacher Report going into it, right, and seeing that, okay, offensive line, I think, is the direction they're going to go. And as great as Simmons is, the Giants' fundamental principle is developing Daniel Jones. I mean, you drafted this kid sixth overall. I thought he played pretty well for his rookie year, but under no circumstances is this a guy that you know is a franchise quarterback. And we've seen guys who have the potential to be franchise quarterbacks and usually who don't become them are because they're never protected and they're getting killed. And the status of the Giants' offensive line has been – you know, it's been ranked among the worst in the league for the last couple of years. And Nate Solder cannot play left tackle anymore. So if you have Saquon Barkley, who you took two years ago, and you got Daniel Jones, you're trying to build this offense. The way to do that is pass protection, run blocking. Andrew Thomas started every game that he played at Georgia. He's about a B-minus, B-plus prospect, I thought. I don't think he has the upside that Worfs and Wills has, but I think he has that safety net. And when you're drafting here, you're going to say, okay, we're going to have a guy for eight to ten years who's going to be above solid in terms of left tackles in the league. He may not be the best ever, but he's going to be in that next tier. And I think there's something very valuable to be said for that, don't you? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, now, how do you feel about their second pick who was had first-round grades across the board? Oh, my God. Don't get – oh, God. Could not be more excited before I got on the phone with you, man, about Xavier McKinney. Yep, I mean, Absolutely. Alabama safety, the Giants have had success with them before with Landon Collins. He comps a lot to Minka Fitzpatrick. He was guarded, regarded as the number one number one safety in the entire draft, projected as possibly as high as around 17 to 20, and he falls to 36. I mean, over the moon about that pick. But anyway, back to Thomas, felt really good about it. He's going he's gonna to make the team instantly better, and I feel good about that. Let's move over across the hallway of MetLife Stadium to the New York Jets. They also went offensive line. Mikai Becton, the absolute man-child out of Louisville. Talk to me about him. I mean, listen, as I was watching the draft, I was actually on the phone with a friend. He's a Chargers fan, might be the only one in the world. Um, Apparently, YouTube TV has a little bit of a lag on it, and I was actually laughing at him because he really did not want Justin Herbert. I actually thought it was a good pick, and then they went ahead and got my favorite linebacker in the draft out of Oklahoma after that when they traded up. So I thought the Chargers actually did a good job. If Herbert's your guy, take him. Um, but I was laughing at him, and then he just starts laughing when the Jets make a pick because I was like, they're going to take the big giant guy out of Louisville, and I'm going to be pissed because 
All I want them to do is take a wide receiver, and all of them, every single one of them, there hadn't been a wide receiver drafted yet, was there for the taking. Instead, they go ahead and take the Makai Becton, shot of his father there. No disrespect, but he's a big man. His mother also specializes in soul food. Not a good sign when we're quarantined. But he looked like he was in really good shape. And the more I thought about it after having a day to kind of digest it, with the deepness of this draft, with so many wide receivers having first-round grades on them, I like the pick. As long as he can stay in shape, I think he's going to be a great protector of Sam Darnold and a great guy for Le'Veon Bell as well. Yeah, man, I think that's how you have to look at it, right? And I understand you wanting the wide receiver. It's the sexy pick, and you're in desperate need of one. But like you said, the depth is there where you can get a really good one. I was really begging for them to trade up with the Jaguars right before – who was it? Um, Who scooped Jefferson? Uh, Minnesota. Jaguars had the pick right before them. They go – some some player on the defense, I was really hoping they traded up to Minnesota to take Justin Jefferson, but of course they didn't. Um, no. They're traded up in first, front of Minnesota, excuse me. You've but, got the 11th pick in the, thir- in the second round, and you've got two in, of the top 11 in the third because you have the Giants pick. So you're going to have a lot of opportunities to go get one of those wide receivers that we talked about with Frenchie. I do think this was the right pick for you, though, man, all said and done. I mean – Listen, Thomas was off the board, right? So when you're looking here is who's the next available guy? Well, now Wills is off the board right before you guys have the chance to pick because Cleveland takes Jedrick Wills. And, of course, sorry to give you an update here. The wide receiver that I was going to say I wanted was the guy out of Colorado who's left. I don't know how to say it. Yeah, there it is. And he was just taken by the Jaguars, so that's great. At number 42. Good Lord. Wow. Okay. So we're going to have to see where the Jets go coming up because they're, what, a couple picks away, four picks away? Yeah, um, something like that. But, yeah, so so you have, you know, two tackles of the top four gone. Remember, Frenchie had four t- elite tackles, and he had Mekhi Becton fourth. But two of the four are gone. So you're thinking, oh, well, Tristan Wirfs, this is going to be easy. Mekhi Becton, though, we were hearing during that weird part of the draft process where it's like, pre-combine and stuff like that it's like no this guy's rising up boards he's going to be a top seven pick he's going to be the first tackle taken he has that potential he's a mauler he's a beast he could really be the anchor for you guys there are some red flags failed to drug test at the combine he eats a lot uh (laughs) the background that you were talking about but i still think (laughs) he eats a lot (laughs) he eats a lot but i do still think my man when it's all said and done your baby boy needs to be protected. And Le'Veon Bell, who you spent a shit ton of money on and isn't going anywhere, needs to have holes to run through. I agree with you completely. The, I mean, You've addressed the offensive line. The offensive now line has been as addressed as it can be, I think. I mean, although you can never have enough offensive linemen, through free agency and now through this first-round pick, now is when you look towards skill position, guys. Yes, I'm with you. But I was going to say to your point, because remember when you guys got uh, George Fan. You're, you're like, I love the signing just as long as he's not the left tackle. And now you got your wish. He's not going to be the starting left tackle. I think he'll be a very serviceable right tackle. And that's your hope, right? You also have McGovern, who you brought in at center, who's going to really fortify your line there. I think you guys, again, the Jets and Giants were in very similar positions, right? Young quarterbacks entering years three and two, respectively running backs who have the potential to be explosive. Obviously Barkley's younger and Bell is more established, but these, these offenses are completely dormant and the quarterbacks are constantly getting killed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy I'm looking at right now is Mims. Yes. Yeah. He still hasn't been picked yet, right? Nope. He's the third wide receiver on the prospects board. Number one in my book, number one in my heart right now. Okay. Well, as we run down this first round and just get quick hits on, our opinions of the of the uh, of the draft picks. You're gonna have to fill us in with who the Jets end up getting. So I will. Let's Don't start, worry. man. One one through ten. I'm sure you'll have a pretty strong opinion one one way or the other. Let's start one through ten. The easiest pick. We knew this was coming. Joe Burrow, the Bengals, right? Yep. 
Um, cozied up in his house. Looks like he was more. He looks like he was in a bunker with all the shades shut and everything. As you go on from there, people were throwing parties like there was no quarantine going on. But Joe Burrow was hunkered down, just him and his parents. Um, he looked very depressed to be a Cincinnati Bengal, but I really can't blame the guy. I can't either. And apparently, it came out. Schefter reported that Wednesday he was notified he would be the pick, so he probably already had the day to sink in and. You know, just not being able to go out in front of thousands upon thousands of fans probably took away from it. I don't know, but I do agree. Nobody wants to be a Bengal. That pick obviously was going to happen. Number two, Chase Young to the Washington Redskins. Going chalk so far, we knew this was happening too. Best player in the draft. Yep. Um, Swift on the other side, right? I believe that's his name. Who's who's the guy on the other side there? The other rusher. Oh, yeah, Swift, yep. I think they're going to have a formidable... Rush for Ron Rivera. That team's going to be interesting. I still don't think they're going to stack up against the other teams in the NFC East. But with that being said... Montez Sweat, I'm sorry. Sweat, Swift, same shit. Um, yeah, yes. best player in the draft. Best, best. I mean, you go there. Unless you're taking a quarterback, you go with the best player in the draft with number two pick. Absolutely. Okay, number three, continuing to go chalk. Jeff Akuda, best cornerback prospect really since Jalen Ramsey. Matty PP, he needs to get another defensive back because he threw terrible pick. Uh, he threw <laughs> Darius Slay away. Terrible and, pick, uh, in my opinion. Both picks that really? they've taken so far, terrible. Yeah, um, Matthew Stafford is not going to be playing in this league forever. You have a chance to take two, uh, really solidify your legacy there. Instead, you go Jeffrey Okuda on a fucking terrible defense where I don't disrespect the player. I think he's great, but I don't think he's going to make an impact on this team. They're a terrible team. Not to mention, did you see how terrible, again, the word terrible, um, Matty Peepee looked on television? Oh, yeah. He's not made for the camera, man. Yeah, he looks bad standing up. Don't let him sit down. God. (laughs) Really awful. And there were a couple of those looks during this process, too. I don't know. I disagree with you. I think corner is one of the most important positions on the field. I agree with you when you're trying to win, but they don't have any pieces in place to win. Yeah, but we saw that Jacksonville team get garried by their defense, and it started with that with that signing of uh, or the draft pick of Jalen Ramsey. I think elite corners really do matter. I don't know where else they were going to go because they didn't need a quarterback. So there weren't other teams really even trying to trade up into this spot because they knew the Giants weren't going to take one either. We spoke about Andrew Thomas, and my dude, Tua, finally, after all the speculation, he goes to Miami at five. Best quarterback in the draft when healthy. It made so much sense, and I'm glad the Dolphins didn't fuck it up. When healthy is a key thing, but supposedly they did a top-secret physical on him. Um, you know what? They Again, the storyline's out there. They Everybody says it. They passed on Drew Brees, blah, 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 blah. Well, they didn't pass on Tua this time. I think the Dolphins had a great first round yesterday. Tremendous first round, and as we go up and down the line, you know, definitely – more good players. One of your boys, too, uh, the uh, South USC uh, offensive offensive tackle going for them, too. With I love that. Pick. But great pick. Great pick. So, yeah, obviously I'm happy for Tua. He's box office. If he, hit, I think the risk is worth the reward with him. Um, they, this, there was no way to, to make up for it, I don't think. Justin Herbert, then, you spoke about you talking to your Charger friend. First of all, I'm shocked they exist. I really can never believe I ever came in contact. He actually told me, and I quote, if they don't, if they take Justin Herbert, I'm, I'm just going to root for the jets from now on. I have no reason to root for the chargers. Is it that bad that he's going to resign his fandom with the chargers to become a jet fan? (laughs) I mean, at least the jets have a quarterback, I guess, but I actually like the pick. And I think the thing that saved their draft was trading back into the first round and taking that linebacker. They had a desperate need, that linebacker. They're going to let – he's more of a rusher, but they're going to let um, – what's his name out there? They're, they're good outside linebacker, edge rusher, um, Ingram. Uh, yeah. Yep, they're gonna, they might let him walk in free agency. They, they can't keep them all. And this guy's. I thought he was one of the best players in the draft. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, it, listen, here's the deal, right? You're trying to build a – you need a franchise quarterback if you're going to do anything, and the guy fell to you. You didn't have to trade up for him. You didn't have to do anything crazy. And although I think Tua would have been amazing for them, um, Tua, he, he listen, Tua was – I know Tua wasn't there, but 
if two is your guy, again, the Jets did it. A lot of other teams have done it to trade up and get a quarterback. The Giants, as well as the Lions, were actively trying to trade their picks. You jump them and you take Tua. I think Justin Herbert was their guy. Yeah, that, I totally agree. I, I, they wanted Herbert, and, and they got him. And honestly, listen, I know they're, they're committed to Tyrod Taylor, so they say, I'll believe it when I see it. Tyrod Taylor's, Tyra Taylor's done week four. You heard it here first. Well, he was done week three for the Browns, so that would give him one more week. So that's actually being generous on your part. Bro. I try. Um, yeah, there you go. No, I think this was the right pick, and Herbert has the chance to be a top quarterback. And, um, you know, if he doesn't, nobody will ever know because nobody watches those games. Um, Ooh, number seven, Derek Brown, best defensive tackle outside, of, obviously, of edge rusher. Um, he gets picked number seven by Carolina. You have Brian Burns already on that line. Um, I thought this was a really good pick. You got one of the top players in the draft at seven. Couldn't agree more, man. He uh, definitely pushes that line forward. He's going to be a great run stopper, and he can get to the quarterback a little bit. And Auburn also used him a little bit on the outside as well. So versatile player on top of that. Very versatile player, and he's just a stud. I mean, he's going to be a top defensive player in the league for a long time. Speaking of versatile, one of the most versatile players in the draft was selected the pick after in Isaiah Simmons. This guy can play a little bit of safety, but he's also a great linebacker, can rush the passer a little bit. One of the most talented players in the draft. I like what the Cardinals did here. Unbelievable. And I know their offensive line has problems, but you know what? Their defense is somehow even worse. Yep. And you just got a guy who can plug you can plug into three different positions and he'll just be all over that football field for Arizona. Speaking of the Cardinals. Speaking of the yes. Cardinals. I'm sure you saw Cliff Kingsbury's house. Is he? Oh my God! Is he a hedge fund guy on the side? Is he? Does he have some real estate investments that he's making money off of? I mean, I know he got a big fat deal from from the NFL, and he also got paid off by Texas Tech for whatever he got there um, when they fired him. But you know, you look around these guys' houses, and it was real interesting to see some of these other. Um, Big NFL's guys' houses, and none of them were this nice except for Jerry, who was drafting from a fucking yacht that'll be worth more than me, you, and everybody in the state of New York make for the rest of their lives. <laughs> yeah, dude, this uh, $4.6 million house. Just looked it up. Beautiful. So, not bad. Not bad. Good to be uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Good looking guy, too. Very good looking guy. Great so is Matt LaFleur. Yeah, he's a good. Oh, we got a lot to talk about with Matt LaFleur. I can't up, wait. But... But, yeah, man, um, I thought, you know, this is a dynamic playmaker. I mean, obviously there was a lot of hype of maybe the Giants going for him at four. One of the best defensive players in the league. I think he steps in and becomes an instant impact player for them. Yep. Moving up to number nine, they replaced Jalen Ramsey with a pretty damn good player. The Jacksonville Jaguars select C.J. Henderson. C.J. Henderson out of Florida. So he's. Doesn't have to go too far. Gainesville over to Jacksonville. Yeah, um, two places I'll never live in my life. Kill me no, first. Me Kill me first. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, much respect to both of those places, although not really. Um, <laughs> second, second best corner in the in the draft after Okuda, and we know the hallmark of Jacksonville teams when they are ever good. It's because of their defense. I think they had a fantastic draft, and it started with Henderson here. Absolutely. I'd like to see them get my boy Gardner some weapons since apparently they're sticking with him. Um, following that, Jedrick Wills was taken. Um, some people said he was the best O-lineman in the draft, right? Yeah, Frenchie had him at his second, uh, depending on McShay, Kuyper, Jeremiah, you know, kind of one and two there. Um, he was to his blindside protector, and obviously we listened to Frenchie talk about there's no real difference between right and left tackle anymore. You slide him on over, and now, you know, he's going to protect Baker. So, really good move right there by Cleveland. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry, I am. Uh, I'm. I'm flipping back and forth. I'm checking round two. The Jets have yet to pick. I will let you know when that pick comes in, um, or I won't because I'll have broken my computer if I'm upset. Um, <laughs> with that being said, we talked about Mackay Becton. I've talked myself into it. Uh, you've definitely backed me up there. Thank you for that. Um, first wide receiver taken and classic Raiders, whether it's Vegas, Oakland, L.A., wherever. Fashion, they take the fastest guy on the board, Henry Ruggs III. 
great pick. And, you know, a lot of noise was coming out that he was going to be the first receiver taken. And I like what they're trying to do to match to match Kansas City in that division, right? Yep. Just go speed for speed, and you got the fastest receiver in a long time in this draft. Absolutely. Supposedly he was faster than Tyreek Hill. That We'll have to see that. Um, Tristan Wirfs taken next, a tackle out of Iowa for Tampa Bay. Giving that old man a little more protection. How do you feel about that? I feel really good about it because they traded up a spot to get him. Yeah. And, you know, they. I guarantee you Brady was saying, hey, you guys – the one thing you don't have is a great line, and I don't know if you know this, but I don't move all that well at 43. <laughs> so give me, give me a guy, and, you know, for somebody who was a lot of people's number one tackle on the board, for him to fall down for Tampa to move up a spot and get him at 13, I think a great move by Tampa. He fell right to him, and um, obviously as much protection as Brady can possibly get because, remember, that New England offensive line was pretty terrible last year. Yes, it definitely was. All right, so the Niners traded back, and they still replaced the player that they traded to get a bunch of first-round picks. And, you know, you talk about a Super Bowl hangover. I do not really see it for this Niners team. They went out and they got defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw out of South Carolina. Great pick. Goodbye, uh, DeForest Buckner. Hello, Javon Kinlaw. A cheaper version of DeForest Buckner. And far less expensive. The guy's a stud, and he's going to get after the quarterback. And on an already electric defense, I mean, this was just a great pick. These are the kind of picks that winning organizations make. Really good job there by Shanahan, Lynch, and the 49ers. Absolutely. Coming up next at 15, you're another Alabama guy for you, Jerry Judy. I like this pick from uh, Alabama for the Denver Broncos. Um, you saw Elway with the big flex with the three Super Bowl trophies there. That was cute. Love it. Um I like it. I think you got to get that quarterback from Mizzou out there, some some weapons. Yeah, Drew Locke, uh, he was a big fan of this pick. And, again, you're, if you're going to invest in a young quarterback, the two things he needs, he needs weapons to throw to and he needs time to throw the goddamn ball. Their line is a little shaky, but I think that, you know, one thing they certainly didn't have is an elite route-running, you know, number one receiver. And Judy's been heralded as the best route-runner coming out of the out of the uh, college football in a really long time. So this was a perfect pick for Denver. Um, again, a player that fell a lot further than I thought he was going to, but once Ruggs was going to be the first receiver, we knew Judy was going to be next. At least I thought so. Yeah, you were right about that. Next pick, my guy out of Clemson, A.J. Terrell, going to Atlanta. I like this pick. I just worry about him with the holding. But, I mean, if he can clean that up, clean up his hands a little bit, I think he's really going to help out that Atlanta Falcons team who seems to have all the offense they need. It's just always their defense. Seemingly more guys getting hurt, but bringing a young guy in there, cover guy, I think it's a good pick. Me too, man. I think they're hoping he could be a number one, and if they get him in the NFL coaching and under Dan Quinn and turn some of those holding penalties around and get him a little less handsy, to your point, I think he could be a really good player in this league. The Dallas Cowboys – Jerry Jones, he told all his scouts the day before to leave him alone in typical Jerry fashion. And he was on his $286 million yacht. I like thought it said. was it was either a spaceship or a or like one of those space stations that you see on uh, Star Trek or something. One of those funny-ass space shows. Or it turns out it was a yacht. How, and he still had a goddamn cord phone. I was amazed at how many of these guys had cord phones. Hey, listen. These are old-fashioned guys. They don't want to worry about the reception cutting out, even though he's on a yacht. I was just going to (laughs) say, I guess if he's on a yacht. Well, good for them because they got C.D. Lamb, who was one of the top three receivers in this draft, electric playmaker out of Oklahoma. So, obviously, you've got that big 12 to Dallas connection that Jerry loves. It's been talked about about since, but do you think I was the first guy in when I texted you? It's been talked about a lot on the ripping of the phone from his girlfriend's hand. Who, by the way, let me just say, I'm not a single man, but his girlfriend's a smoke. I mean, is any straight man disagreeing with that? No, not at all. Um, okay. I don't think any man or woman's that. disagreeing with that. Um, again, a, a few. it's been a trend. Few too many people for me to consider this social distancing at his draft little soiree there. But, hey, who am I to judge? I've been out in public and shit. Um 
But yeah, he really he ripped that phone out of her hand quick, and that made yeah, me nervous. Yeah, you didn't like that. No, but you know what? It's a two-sided coin. You don't want to see that from a standpoint of, oh, this guy might get himself into a little bit of trouble. Well, now who knows? But I'll tell you what. Fighting wide receivers at the line, you got to have quick hands like that. Hey, there you go. Finding the positive and what we hope is not a negative. I like that, Tom. I like that. These people um, just need to remember that they're on fucking TV. You can't do anything stupid. Somebody earlier and later in the draft, one of their family members was asleep. Like, you guys are on <laughs> fucking TV. And figure your outfits out. Like, Oh, terrible. You're going to be on fucking TV and you're in sweat. Yo, Some of these people out. in sweatpants. Rugs came out in a row, man. Let me defend Rugs, okay? Because if you paid better attention, I know I'm, I know I'm the business side, and you're not. It was, it said Old Spice on it. Clearly, get he it. was getting paid a yeah, shit no, ton of money it. to wear. I get it. It was still great. I wasn't knocking it. I was just saying to your point. I, I dig it. I'm all for it. If hey, if Old Spice says to him, hey, we're we're gonna pay you X amount, and you're but you're gonna wear a bathrobe, and we're gonna kind of go all in on embracing this quarantine. You're being picked from home. You fucking signed me up for that, too. Um, but going back to C.D. Lamb, man, I mean, you now have an unbelievable— I'm sure Will was just—you couldn't talk to him after this pick because to pair with Amari Cooper— He FaceTimed me multiple times. Couldn't you've do got it. Michael, you've got Michael Gallup, obviously, with Zeke and Dak. I mean, I don't know how teams are going to stop this offense. I, I, the only way they can do anything wrong is if they don't pay Dak and Dak holds out and then they have a backup throwing the ball. That's the only way. And knowing Dallas, that could happen. Looks like the Jets traded back. Okay. Um, with Seattle, by the way. Gotcha. So with Seattle's the, uh... on the clock. Back to back to what we were talking about. Sorry. No worries. No, I mean, keep, me, keep them posted. Keep the listeners posted in case you, you know. Everything sounds better when you know we're actually dialed in here. Um, no, just on C.D. Lamb, just an electric playmaker and – He's the sexy pick, and it's so Dallas, but it's also perfect that he fell right to him. Congratulations, Jerry Jones. All right, man, moving up next to 18. The Dolphins get your guy, Austin Jackson, the offensive tackle out of USC, Southern California, that is. I know you were big on him, so you talk about this pick and what you liked. Love it. I mean, listen, two is a fragile guy. I think he's going to be protecting him if he if they both can stay healthy for the next – 10 years, young, athletic. He was one of the – I think he was uh, first team all Pac-12. Yeah, and he's young too. He's only 20. And he's only 20 years old. Got a lot Got a lot left to mold there. Still a little raw, but I really like this guy. Strong and quick. One of the best athletes in the draft. I was huge on him. Yeah, you were, and, and good call by you. I mean, there was questions of whether he was going to be a first-rounder or not, kind of depending on who you spoke to. He was going anywhere from, you know – 17 he got picked at 18 up through the end of the first round early second and the Dolphins hey you get your franchise quarterback with your next first round pick you get his blindside protection so you hope so really really well done there by Miami we got the Las Vegas Raiders going next at 19 they take Damon Arnett corner third round grade on the guy interesting round grade but remember he was so overshadowed by Okuda yeah. But he's physical and he's and he, he needs a little work on his ball skills. He's not nearly as refined or explosive as Okuda is. But he did take on a lot of brunt because teams were just not throwing in the direction of Okuda all that often. So the so the Raiders are, you know, they're gambling here. Yeah, I mean listen, it's it's worked out for them last year taking the guys that they did. Let's see if it works out again. Honestly, I have a little bit of trust in Madoc, so I do, I do too. I mean, his his draft last year was really good. I mean, Colin Farrell was a stretch at four, but he still had a very productive year, and you drafted the offensive rookie of the year in Josh Jacobs. So I really can't hate on anything that they've done, um, obviously. And then you bring in, you know, the number one receiver in the draft. Moving on to Jacksonville, again, addressing the defense. I don't know what's going to happen with Yannick Ngakwe. I don't know if they're going to trade him. He's franchised there. He's not happy. But he's one of the top edge rushers in the entire league. Now you give him Clavon Chasen, the edge rusher out of LSU. I mean, if you can just find a way to appease um, Ngakwe, this is just a twin tower, a monster rushing uh, attack by that uh, Jacksonville now has. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like they're going back to uh, what got him to the title game a few years ago, and that's just defense, defense, defense. 
And you know what, man? If you know that's what it takes, get it, then you freaking do it. And Clavon Chasen's a stud. I mean, he absolutely is a stud. Yeah, to put him on the other Philly. side with a, with a pro bowler, rookie pro bowler, first team all rookie last year and Josh Allen, that's going to be tough for the quarterback, especially when they have a corner in the back. I mean, they still have Boye, and then they just went out and got the corner out of Florida. Great, great call on Josh Allen. I can't believe I didn't bring him up. I was focused on Ngakwe. Awesome job by you. You're right. This defense, this defense is kind of that at that NASCAR defense now, right? Yeah, I think they're back to uh, what, what year was it? 2017. Yeah, yeah, right when they uh, lost to the Patriots to go to Patriots went back to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think they're back to that defense and. It's just, hey, you know, they'll get Minshew a couple weapons down there. We'll see if they hold on to Fournette or if they can get something for him. And it'll be interesting to see if uh, maybe for, maybe Minshew, my guy, is a little bit more serviceable than uh, Blake Bortles. We're going to have to find out. I know you're high on him. It's, it's very funny, and it's that uh, you could be the one with the last lap. Um, so, yeah, really good call there by, by Jacksonville, fortifying the defense and just going all in there. This pick absolutely shocked me with the Philadelphia Eagles at 21. We they should have gone with the guy. Receiver. They should have gone with the guy that got picked right after him. But, hey, they went Jalen Rager. Rager out of TCU. I get his upside. I get his potential. No highlight tape is going to tell me that he's better than Justin Jefferson. So why don't we just knock both of these two out in a row? Eagles with Rager at 21. At 22, the Vikings take Justin Jefferson out of LSU. Eagle fans are not happy at all with this pick. Oh, are they? Are they being vocal? Eagles fans, what? Who would who would have thought? I mean, the same guy that same fan base that had, you know, people rescuing people out of the fire in a burning uh, apartment building last year and saying that somebody caught a child and is that unlike Aguilar just putting that out there. So I that's love the kind that. of I still have that video saved on my Oh, Instagram. it's fucking amazing. If you guys haven't seen it listening, just do yourself a favor. You got plenty of time. Just just YouTube that. It's it's so Philly it hurts. But yeah, so we got um Jalen Ragger out of LSU going there for the Philadelphia Eagles. We knew they were going receiver. Uh, TCU. Yep. In their opinion he was the best one available. Talk about Justin Jefferson for the Vikings. Great move here after trading Diggs. I like him because I think, although you know Irving said it yesterday, um, he played ninety percent of his uh, played ninety percent out of the snap, but or out of the slot. Excuse me. Um, I like that just because I think he's versatile. I think he could play outside or inside, and Thielen can do the same thing too because they had him outside two years ago and then more predominantly in the slot this past year. So I think these guys are versatile weapons. He's a guy who can go up and get the football, got a high vertical, and he runs really good routes. What more do you really need in a receiver? Kirk Cousins gets another weapon. Tom, I'm going to tee you up again because your your boy was taken next by the Chargers. You spoke about him a little bit before. Kenneth, Kenneth Murray, Murray. out of Oklahoma. You don't really talk about defense when you talk about the Big 12, but this guy fills holes. He is quick, not fast, but he's quick. He can cover a little bit, and he can really stop the run. I love what they went out and did for this middle linebacker. Just he jumps off at you on the tape. He does. Um, second linebacker taken, and, and honestly, man, I, I am very, I am very high on this guy. And he was. You're right. We don't talk about defense. That, Four five that two off. forty two. So he is pretty quick. He is pretty fast. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and he's an electric playmaker, kind of like Simmons. He's all over the place. Not as versatile as Simmons, but if you're watching a football game next year for the Chargers, and I know I made the joke, but it's true. I'm sorry. Nobody really watches the games, but if you do happen to be on red zone and checking around the 425 game, watch this guy in the middle of the field on defense because he'll be everywhere. Yep, absolutely. And those are the kind of guys you want. You want a sideline to sideline linebacker. Um, next pick, this one I was sitting down. I was all ready for Jordan Love's name to get called. They kept panning on him, um, you know, switching to his Zoom feed or whatever the hell you want to call it on uh, on the telecast. But they they quadruple duple down on Drew Brees and went Cesar Ruiz. Yeah, I I mean, they have had problems on that line, man. They yeah, have. they have. I don't know if it's as much doubling doubling down on Brees as it's just hey, whether it's Brees or Taysom Hill or whoever we're drafting next, we're not gonna have that. We're not gonna be 
the version, the best version of ourselves if we don't have better protection on the line. And Cesar Ruiz is just an absolute stud at center uh, and has been. Obviously, those those Michigan and Big Ten linemen, they're beasts. And I thought this was a really good pick. I was I was with you. I was kind of expecting to hear Jordan Love's name, but Cesar Ruiz is going to fortify that line down there for Sean Payton and Breeze in New Orleans. Next guy taken. This one kind of hurt me as well. Um, Brandon Ayuk out of Arizona State. San Francisco, the rich get richer here. They compare him with Debo Samuel. They've got a lot of hurt wide receivers, so a healthy guy in there. Big wingspan. Um, Michael Irvin called him an area code wide receiver. Throw it in the area code, and he'll go get it. I love this guy. I do, too. This was a great pick by the Niners. And, again, man, what an awesome draft they've had. Like, what an awesome are, couple of years. Yeah, I mean, they're not – they are not exhibiting any of the traits that a team with the Super Bowl hangover has. I mean, they're getting better. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I may pick them to go back, honestly. I don't think it would be a bad pick on your part because they've gotten better. They've been able to fill some holes because they got rid of more expensive guys. And then, you know, you plug in some of these other players. I mean, you don't want to re-sign Samuel? No problem. We'll go draft Ayuk. You know, eh, we're going to trade to Forrest Buckner because he wants too much money. No problem. We'll go get Clavon Chasen. It's like just awesome job. John Lynch, I mean, he's he's starting to distance himself. He's becoming one of the best executives in the in the NFL, I think, so far. Um, and here's the pick that broke the internet. The Packers not only draft Jordan Love at 26, they, they trade, trade up. up to get Jordan Love at 26. I'll give my piece in a minute. Just walk me through everything you were thinking with this pick. Well, it was kind of an elongated thing. You see that the Packers trade up, and it crossed my mind for a split second. I said, ooh, Jordan Love, just because Rodgers is a little old. But I was like, you know what? Maybe the Packers are finally going to do it. Maybe they're going to get him an offensive weapon here. Maybe they'll get him a big wide receiver or that tight end out of Notre Dame if they if they think he's going to go early. But you know what? Then they turn around and they draft fucking Jordan Love and – Packer Nation is probably burning the place to the ground. And Aaron Rodgers, the most spiteful motherfucker in football, is, I don't even know. I I honestly just wish I could be a fly on the wall for the phone call between him and his agent. The indications were that he was, quote-unquote, beside himself. Well, apparently they told him this was the year. We're going to go out and get you some weapons. And uh, this is literally the definition of doing the opposite. Oh, yeah, yeah. Peter Peter King of um, Pro Football Talk uh, said that he was, quote-unquote, beside himself. So I want to give him the right credit there. But, yeah, absolutely part of me, insane, man. Part of me doesn't blame Rodgers because for his entire career, there's been reason for him to be upset. Starts off, starts off his career just tumbling in the draft, Alex Smith going number one overall, when him – and now the world knows that he was the better quarterback. Even though he was from San Francisco, Smith goes to San Francisco. Then he's got to sit behind Brett Favre for four years. This should show that he was, I'm retired, I'm not retired, I'm retired, I'm not retired, for the four years that he was there. Finally gets the job, leads him to a Super Bowl, basically drags them to every single winning season that they've had with little to no offensive weapons aside from a few, I guess you could say, a Jordy Nelson, a Randall Cobb. Earlier on, you could say Greg Jennings a little bit, I guess. But aside Devontae from Devontae Adams now. Well, yeah. Devontae Adams now, but none of those guys really played together. It was kind of a – that those are the only weapons he had each time they were there. And every year you come up on the draft and you're like, I think this is the year where they go out and they get him a big wide receiver to go get the football in the first round. And they're on the board to do it. And not only do they say, no, we're going to take an offensive lineman to protect you or no, we're going to take somebody to beef up the defense. No, we're going to take your replacement. It's absolutely crazy to me. The more I think about it, the crazier it is because Aaron Rodgers has four, count them, four more years on his contract. And he's 36, I get it, but this is not 36-year-old, you know, 20 years ago. This is different. I mean, this guy's going to be productive. I don't think anybody's going to bet against him for the next four years that he's going to keep the Packers 
an NFC North division, you know, championship discussion. And you can tell and, me his numbers have have slipped a little bit, but it's we're not talking Eli Manning here. No, and we're not talking about a guy who has this bounty of weapons either. Like Vontez Scantling, right? Like um, we were talking about it with Will on the podcast. When we were oh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Valdez Scantling. There you go. It's um, I, that's is, it, him and Devontae Adams. I mean, that's it. And like, I they got their dicks kicked in by San Francisco last year twice. They were down twenty-seven nothing in the end of the first half, in um, when they played him the first time, I believe it was week thirteen, and then. Um, they were down 23 nothing at the end of the first half of the uh, NFC Championship game. I mean, they were being outclassed in every way, and that San Francisco defense was having their way with them. You're going to have to convince Aaron Rodgers that you actually like him because they have – you talk about being spiteful, and I'm, as you know, all for spite. I think that the, the Green Bay Packers, for whatever the hell reason it is, are spiteful towards him. Because they have they have done an absolute dereliction of duty on their end to get this guy to the position where they should be competing for Super Bowls. Because that team's not a Super Bowl team. What did we say this year? Would they finish a thirteen and three this year? Yep. They were the least impressive thirteen and three team I can recollect. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I mean, listen, the act has kind of gone sour. It's it's gone cold. Everybody knows Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's such a smart guy. Now it's just he's turned into a smart ass instead of a smart guy. And he's kind of an asshole. I get it. But, I mean, I don't think there's a reason to be this spiteful. Shit. What did he do? No, and, did he fuck exactly. one, of the, um, one, of the, one of the guys in the front office's wives or something? Like, shit. I, dude, I don't know. It, it's fucking insane to me. I don't understand it. Um. Jordan Love has the potential to be a damn good quarterback in this league. He needs a shit ton of refinement. He's got a giant arm. I know his numbers regressed a lot, and you know, from his junior to senior year. And you can say probably because he lost some weapons on that offense and whatever, whatever. You don't draft him with a 26 overall pick when you have Aaron Rodgers with four years left on his deal. There's no way you can convince me of that. And yeah, well, not, not only a- not only is this. Bad, like just a bad look. It's also just bad football. Like they have a lot of holes, even though they were thirteen and three, that they need to fill. They need a weapon. They need to beef off a, up that offensive line, and they need some linebacker help. Like none of this helps them now. Not to mention that I don't want to hear these fucking Patrick Mahomes fucking comparisons because he threw a ball running in the opposite direction across his body once. Like get get the fuck out of here. He's not Patrick Mahomes, and he could be great. I may be in my own words one day, but he's not going to be great for the next three four years when you have Aaron Rodgers on your team. Thank you, and it's you're not eating your own words because listen, he has potential to be very good. A lot of evaluators had a high grade on him, but everybody determined that he was a project, so he was going to go somewhere at the back end of that first round. You mentioned New Orleans, which I think made more sense. And Green Bay, I also want to put this narrative to bed before we finish off discussing our first round here, man. It's not the same as Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Brett Favre was much older, and he was toying with Brett them. Brett Favre was actually, actually single- to clean that up, Brett Favre was 35. He's 36. But sure. with that being said, body-wise, I agree with you. Brett Favre was a lot older, a lot more injuries, not to mention the fact that Brett Favre Fucking retire and unretired so he could skip training camp seemingly every single season. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, he wasn't older, but he was still a 35 year old quarterback's old. Like, it, in 2005 football, that's the time where you are starting to think about drafting the heir apparent. And then, of course, all the antics of I'm coming back, I'm not coming back. Finally, they were like, no, we have this guy who's been behind you, who we believe can be a top quarterback in this league. No, we don't want you back. You threw your interception to Corey Webster in the 2007 championship NFC Championship game, and there you go. It's over. Like, this is not the same thing. Aaron Rodgers is not close to being done. He's got four years left. He's not threatening to retire. He's talking about what we can do now to keep winning here. He said he wants to finish with the Packers. I'm going to put this out right now. I don't know when it will be, and it might be three years from now. I don't see him finishing his career with the Green Bay Packers. I agree with you. Um, 
you know, this And all bets are off with Brady gone. This so. is gonna be a sliding doors pick, I think, man. A lot of things are gonna come from this because this was their opportunity to trade up, make nice with Aaron Rodgers, and maybe let him ride off into the sunset with another Super Bowl ring. But now you flip the script on the guy. I don't know where he goes, but he may force his way out. We'll see. Maybe Jimmy G has a regression year and San Francisco's looking for a quarterback. I don't know. Oh, nobody knows. And that goes to show how crazy, like you said, sliding doors here in the NFL. So much can change year to year. Um I just know that I don't think that that bridge was just burned. I think it got napalmed. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect way that's to put what it. I'll say on that. Uh, very, very interesting though. Uh, Packer nation has a lot going on today. Uh, moving on down the line to finish up here. 27, the Seahawks take Jordan Brooks linebacker out of Texas tech, you know, just, just add to make sure your defense is good. Cause it hasn't been great. And uh, we know even with how good Russell Wilson is that defense you know that won them those Super Bowl that Super Bowl and got them to the second. So just keep building there. Yeah, I mean, you see him in the high. You see him in some te- every single Texas Tech highlight when it comes to defense because he was the only good player on that defense. I think he got a million tackles a year. So listen, he's a sure tackler, guy that'll stop the run. I like that. Patrick McQueen for the Baltimore Ravens or Queen, excuse me. McQueen would be a cooler name, though. I was just going to say, you added a, you added a little uh, prefix there. Yeah, I think he should change his name. That'd be fucking sweet. But with go. that being said, this guy can get after the quarterback, and I like that a lot. Me too. I thought he was the next best linebacker. I mean, you could go between him and, and him and your boy Murray. Um, but for him to be right there for the Ravens, what a great Ravens pick. I mean, the Ravens just seem to be that organization that just does everything right. I don't know how you feel, but like they just seem to do everything right for me. And this guy falls in and it's like, yep, Ravens, linebacker, one of the best in the class. Makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Just to give you a little update on the draft, Mims is still on the board and the Jets are seven picks away. Okay. Yeah, I saw the Broncos took uh, KJ Hamler, a wide receiver. Claypool's gone as well. I already mentioned that um, the guy out of Colorado, who I'll never be able to pronounce his name, so I might be glad he's not a Jet. Um, Yeah, he's gone as well. So. Okay. That's the last one more guy we got left that I want. Um, You know, I guess you can hope and pray at this point. Well, there you go. I mean, hey, you're trading back, so you guys have to have a plan, right? So, um, <laughs> okay. I hope so, anyway. Okay, moving on down the line of 29, offensive tackle Isaiah Wilson out of Georgia. He was played on the opposite side. He was the right tackle for Georgia with Thomas on the left. Um, you lost Jack Conklin. You input here Wilson, and you give Henry another big body to run behind, and Tannehill, you know, another guy to allow for a couple more seconds to make a play. Hey, there you go. Um, nothing else really to say there. Um, didn't really know what was going on with, um, what's the head coach, Brable's draft house there. Um, yeah, that was weird. Just looked like a couple people that were trying to get on national TV. Congrats to you guys. You did it. Um, but you guys, you look undereducated. I'm just going to put it to you that way. Wow. Harsh, Wrong. but true. Hey, maybe people need to clean up. Listen to this podcast. Tom's trying to help you out. This is constructive criticism here on Sorry to Interrupt. Thank you. All right, coming in at number 30, Miami Dolphins take my guy, Noah, whatever his last name is. Out of Igbiagane. Igbiagane. Wow, you is Mike home? You guys must be hanging out. Yeah, dude. We watched the draft together last night. Oh, man. You guys cuddle up under the same blanket? Oh, yeah, you fucking know it. Some popcorn, you know, a couple cocktails. It was all good. Nice. It was your, I'll put it to you this way, Tom. If we were, if you were imagining how we watched the draft, it was your fantasy. Wow. Wow. There you go. Yep. Jeez, things are getting hot and heavy, Sean. Let's wait till after the pod. Speaks a lot more about you that you're still all this interested. So, hey. what did he think of the? Uh, what did he think of the tackle that the Giants took? You have to listen to him on Sunday. When you're right. You're right. Oh, trades. perfect, perfect response there. I was setting you up. That was a test. There you go. I hope, but I passed it. You, you passed it. Um. All right. So talk about Igby Agne. I like this pick. Um. I mean, they they went out and got Byron Jones. They also have um, what's his name? The other really good corner. Uh, Xavier something, and um, 
I like this as a nickel corner, also a guy that can return uh, punts on special teams. I really like the pick for them. You have three, and I think they nailed all three of them. Oh, I do too, man. I think they had just a tremendous draft. I absolutely love everything that they did about in this draft. You address your franchise quarterback, then you get his blindside protector, and now you go get a cornerback out of Auburn who is used to playing against elite talent wide receivers. And, um, you know, you're going to plug him in and expect him to be on the other side of Byron Jones. So really good pick there by Miami. The Vikings back into 31. They take a cornerback as well. Jeff Gladney out of TCU, another pretty good prospect. And the Vikings, hey, listen, you know, at this point, take the best player available at the position of need. They need help in that secondary, and they got it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I like what they did with the draft as well. They're one of my bigger winners. And then at number 32, to the Super Bowl champions, the rich get richer, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. I really like this pick. Oh, I love it. I think and he I went to the perfect team. He can catch balls out of the backfield, very shifty, makes quick moves left to right laterally. There's going to be a lot of holes for him to run through. Um, and he's and he's. it's not that he's young, but he has – I guess the way you would put it is very little tread on the tires. Very little. And he's shifty as hell. He's powerful. And like you said, the rich get richer, man. Having him with that Kansas City offense, is he's just going to be spectacular. I was really interested to see what running back was going to be the first to come off the board. And Hey, Clyde Edwards is hilarious. Congratulations, man. Jalen Hurts have- just gets picked up by the Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles, huh? Yeah, a couple more for you, Trevon Diggs to the Cowboys. So another really good pick there. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers got Antoine Winfield, really good pick, and the Browns got uh, Delpit out of LSU. So, um, a lot of really big time names being moved here. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that about wraps up the first round. We can go over the entire draft um, when these players decide to play, um, if that ever happens, and I will. Just interrupt you whenever the Jets go ahead and make their next pick. That should be exciting stuff. Um, But why don't we talk about, in my opinion, the biggest sporting event to happen since quarantine. And it was a pre-recorded documentary. Oh my god, man. Um, The first two episodes jacked me up. What do you think? So, first of all, I didn't have to DVR it. I watched. I did DVR it, but I didn't have to. I watched live, so that was very exciting. The second episode snuck up on me. I did not know that they were back to back. I was obviously, you know, that's like free ba- that's like extra inning baseball. You're getting free baseball here. You're excited. Um, it was just incredible. I mean, I am a sucker for these sports type goat type documentaries. Anyways, I've seen Tom versus Time on Facebook. I don't even go on Facebook, but I watch it all the time. Just to give me that extra edge, you know, watch him kiss his son on the lips a couple times. I've probably seen it like five times, so I'm a big-time sucker for this. And this being based in the 90s, you know I'm big into vintage clothing and big into pop culture as well as sneakers, not to mention the sports and the greatest athlete of all time. This may be – this is just checks all my boxes. Oh, man, it was awesome. And, you know. You see some of Phil Jackson's outfits? I was trying to Google to see if there was an Instagram page just of Phil Jackson's outfits. The guy has style. Oh, he's great. He's great. Um, Not for your Knicks, but he's great for these 90s Bulls. Honestly, man, this thing hyped me up. It was better than what I thought it was going to be, and I knew it was going to be great. And, like, what I loved about it was Jordan just, he's totally unfiltered. I mean, you see him with the cigar and the scotch, and he's just, his dedication and relentless you know competitiveness to win at all costs my biggest takeaway was that episode talking about in 1986 when he was on the minutes restriction yeah and seven minutes and a half and then you know goes to the playoffs and i know the celtics won in four but Michael Jordan was a 47 and then 63 in games one and two at the Boston garden against a team that was eventually going to win the national, the uh, world championship. One of the greatest I mean, teams ever too. Yeah. It just, to me, it was one of those things where you get to see him in a totally different light, which I know is what he and, you know, the film, the filmmakers wanted. 
But I cannot wait for the Rodman episode. I got a lot out of the Pippen episode. I mean, Jerry Krause looks just absolutely terrible. It was pretty interesting to see. Yeah, he's dead. It's kind of rough how they're kicking him. But you know what? I mean, they're telling a story, I guess. Yeah, and it's from their perspective. I feel bad that he's not there to defend himself, really. But, you know, the one thing I will say, I mean, this was kind of the point where we started to see players starting to hold out and not want to honor their contracts. I mean, Reinsdorf told Pippen not to sign that seven-year contract. How much do you believe that? Oh, I believe it because he seemed very sincere. And I think Pippen, you know, he didn't know, hey, $18 million for seven years. I get to take care of my family, you know, who has nothing. But, you know, as he became, you know, one of the best 50 players of all time, and then Jordan finally gets his bump, and he's like, what am I playing for? And does chooses not to get his surgery until right before the season starts because he didn't want to waste his summer. Pippen doesn't come off looking too great. I know this is very, you know, this is very common in today's world with holdouts and trade demands and whatnot. But back then, I don't know, man. I felt like, hey, honor the last bit of this contract and you're still going to have plenty of time. He ended up getting quite the payday from Houston and he had a nice finish up there with Portland as well. So I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot of sympathy for him, to be honest with you. No, I agree with you. Jordan didn't either. Jordan was like, he was selfish. He should have been playing. The only thing I have to say that annoyed me was, I mean, there was another one today. I, I don't want to hear these Bleacher Report articles about this shit. It happened fucking 20 years ago. It was like, breaking, Scottie Pippen asked for a trade. Like, we fucking know. We just saw it. We already knew because it happened 22 years ago. And then it's like, the trade packages that were out there for Scottie Pippen. It didn't fucking happen, okay? Like, you guys don't need to... St- Jump on the bandwagon and start making your own content. Then they're like, Scotty Pippen almost got traded for T-Mac. It's like, shut the fuck up. I, I don't want to hear you guys. Like, I want to watch this documentary. I don't need my... I almost canceled Bleacher Report. It's trying too hard, I think. Agreed. I think and listen, I, I, I sympathize with them and I empathize because we're in the same position. We're trying to generate content too. But we're not fucking piggybacking off of other shit. At least we're trying to be original over here at Sorry Sports. Goddamn right. And we're going to give our input on these documentary episodes. But, I mean, listen. This yeah, I'm also not trying to yet. come at you like it's like it's fucking breaking news and that this is clickbait and you need to read this article. Listen to it if you want to listen to something good. But we're not, you know, this shit already happened. It already happened. I cannot wait for the Rodman episode. I think that's going to be crazy. Um, Sunday night's just a couple nights away, man. So it's going to be awesome. I need more Ahmad Rashad. I like that relationship between him and Jordan. Me too. I, I think that's really good. And you, that insight, you know, be, between the intimate, uh, you know, because of the intimacy of that relationship, you see just that closeness between them. Intimacy of that relationship. I like that. It's kind of a you and a Mike French relationship. Is that what you're saying? It's, yeah, it's very similar. You know, no, <laughs> no secrets. Uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of important uh, conversations being had. But yeah, um, I like it, man. Um, so uh, Buffalo Bills take AJS. Whatever his name is from Ebenezer. Iowa. Huge yeah. pick. Really? Dude, Buffalo. I love that. Man. I love that, too. Um, he was thought about maybe going early in the second, so pretty tremendous. Yeah, man, so we got that. And then just to wrap up, what were your thoughts on Gronk coming out of retirement and New England trading him to Tampa? Don't really care. I think he's done. He's about 20 concussions in. He's been doing the World Tour of Podcasts. He's been on the WWE. He dropped about 30 pounds. I don't know if, I, I just don't know if he's going to be any good. And they're talking about trading OJ Howard. Let's make sure fucking Gronk can play before you go trading tight ends. Yeah, I, I think that they should use all of them as like a, a giant, you know, like a giant package. Because Gronk, I don't know if he can play the amount but that they want, that he's, we're used to seeing, but he doesn't need to. And let O.J. Howard have access to Brady as the primary guy. And then Gronk's going to be there. Yeah, and Gronk's going to be down, you know, in the game, down the stretch as the old reliable who's going to make the big play at the big time. I thought it was a tremendous move by Tampa Bay. I was not really surprised. Um, I just think it makes them even that much better. Yeah, um, I mean, wasn't a bad move. I don't know what they gave up for him. A fourth rounder, dude. Nothing. Well, we'll see what the Patriots turn that into. Yeah, but you still get you get a Hall of Famer 
tight end who's going to add to that offense. Patriots draft Joe Schmall, a quarterback, in the fourth round, and he becomes a Hall of Famer. That's going to be pretty funny. But here's my thing. Yeah, so, I mean, with Gronk, you're getting a future Hall of Famer. It it makes all the sense of the world, makes your offense better. The Patriots, I mean, he wasn't going to play for them. It doesn't matter what they do with that fourth-round pick. You get Rob Gronkowski to add to your offense, and Brady wanted him. You win. Yeah, I agree, and I think the Patriots win getting something for literally nothing. Win-win there. Yeah, I I don't know how you can possibly think anything other than this is a big-time win for Tampa. You're not – who would what would you rather have? A fourth rounder that might turn into something or Rob Gronkowski? To make Brady happy, I'd rather Rob Gronkowski. Totally agree with you, man. Totally agree with you. Only reason. I'd like to stay on the pod until the Jets pick, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. We can talk about it cuz they're only on 23. It's probably going to take another 20 minutes for the Jets to um to even get in the position to make a pick, but that's okay cuz we're going to be back on Sunday to talk about this draft. Um, I'll probably text you about it. Um, if they don't take a wide receiver, you should probably just come over and make sure that I'm still okay. I won't practice social distancing if you're if you're not okay. You won't? <laughs> I'm fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be all right, man. You'll be all right. But, yeah, we'll be back Sunday with Frenchie. He'll give uh, his first-round grades, and then he'll give – his three winners, losers, and give his overall grade for the Giants and Jets. So we'll be looking forward to that. Anything else um, going on in Sean's world? I got nothing else really, man. Again, I can't believe how fast the weeks are going by. I got to be honest with you about that. I went to the grocery store today. The arrows. Oh, thing, the arrows. Man. The arrows thing. I, I I broke down. I I I finally just I stood in somebody's way, and I just went. <laughs> with my mask on and then I, I was standing right over the arrow and I looked down at it and then I looked up at them and then I looked down at it again. Strong. Yeah. I like it. I I mean if we have to fight, I'm not gonna I don't know what I'm gonna do though, because I don't want to touch anyone. Uh no, I don't either. Um I think that passive aggressive cough should do it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. What else you got going on? Oh, nothing really, man. Just hanging out. Um, J.K. Dobbins, just taken by the Ravens. Wow. Wow. Awesome. Yep. Another weapon there for Lamar. Um, All right, that about wraps it up. We'll be back with our full grades um, later on in the weekend. Yes, sir. Be good. Everybody enjoy the rest of the draft in the weekend. And everybody stay inside. All right, have a good one, bro. Take care.